Hey y'all, what's going on? We are back with another episode with the Shawnee's Podcast. And today I have Kitty. Hopefully y'all remember her from the first episode when we did an interview for the new movie coming out. All right, for the second episode. This is actually the third. Sorry, y'all. A little discombobulated. But yes, so for the third episode, we have Kitty back again. And she's going to tell us a little, about, a little bit about what she does and give us a little background to that. So I'm excited. Same. Western culture has taught that the mind and body are separate, right? But mm-hmm. as Eastern culture has been aware of for years, and as now Americans are like beginning to realize, they never were even mm-hmm. separate from the beginning. Um, and so, basically, my approach with my clients is to take a holistic view of their health, right? So that includes their physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and relational health. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been doing this? Do so I research all of it. Like, mm-hmm. I've been coaching for about two years now. Yeah. Interesting. What made you start it? Like, what made you be like, hmm, I want to look into this more. I want to start doing this and helping people, you know, reach their, I don't know, what's the goal? That's a great question. Um, Yeah, so coaching, I think naturally it fits my personality one because, like, I have a more, right, we all do. I think we want to help people in some way and figure out, okay, what is most aligned with my talents? Like, how am I best equipped to help people? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, Basically, I have always been really entrepreneur-minded. You know, I worked in corporate for six years, freaking hated every full-time job I had. <laughs> it was literally like, I've been fired from like three different jobs. Um, I wasn't the best employee. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was always looking for a way where I could have that money and time freedom and just work for myself. Right. Um, so it's not like, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it's not like ever since I was little, I was like, oh, I wanna be a coach, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I have over the years mentored you know other people professionally in their career, uh, younger adults, um, and so coaching ended up being a good fit. Um, I actually started out in fitness and nutrition coaching online, and so basically I just came across you know I was networking, came across an entrepreneur, um, and I joined like three different business coaching programs in order to learn like okay here's how I do my organic marketing in order to make a living from online coaching. Interesting, interesting. So, I don't think you mentioned, what was the goal? Like, what's the mm-hmm. end goal? When somebody comes to you like, oh yeah, I want you to coach me. Mm-hmm. What is, if it's the same for everybody, because I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but what would be the end goal? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know you're done? Yeah, great question. Um, so, I would say my clients come to me, they either take one of two tracks. So, we have those that are focused specifically on their fitness. So, we focus mostly on like physical, um, health and wellness. Right, nutrition plans, custom workouts. So usually their goal is either to lose weight or to naturally sculpt their body, hit their dream physique, um, and just get a handle on their nutrition, right? improve lifestyle habits, just feel better overall. Um, and then with the other track where we focus on inner work, which I would consider more you know, the holistic track, 
Um, so typically people come to me, entrepreneurs, a lot of women of color, and they're asking for help with overcoming anxiety, burnout, um, learning how to be more self-aware, and better at regulating their emotions, right, calming the nervous system. So I would say... Regulating emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a big one. Yes. Yeah. But I would say for them, their goals are a little more complex. So I think as entrepreneurs, right, it's like our... Um, they're typically very driven, very ambitious, so they always come with some sort of like money goal, career goal, like I want to be at this point in six months from now, like in my business, and then as well as their personal life. So in that sense, I think because holistic health covers so much, it's very similar to life coaching. So, so for them, they have a clear idea of like, okay, here's you know, where I want to be in my business, here's how I want to be in my personal development, and my overall health. Gotcha. So do you ever like find yourself being a therapist by accident? Mm, that's a great question. <laughs> so I definitely have people come to me and try to like dump their whole life problems on me. <laughs> you know, whether it's in coaching or like a consultation. Uh -huh. But one thing, you know, in my social media as well as actually in the written contract for every client, I just make it very clear that like therapy is, you know, professional licensed people, right? Who are trained, they go to school to deal with this. So coaching right now is an unregulated industry. Like literally anyone can become a coach. Mm -hmm. Now the question no is, no okay, license, no nothing. Yeah, right. I mean obviously it gives you credibility if you have certification. Mm -hmm. um, but like me personally, I got my NASA nutrition certification in the beginning, you know, just to educate myself. Mm -hmm. um, I already kind of had the background knowledge for the fitness and nutrition coaching. But other than that, I honestly don't have any other certifications because mm -hmm. I personally don't find them necessary. Um, Sorry, I went on a bit of a rabbit trail, oh, no. but uh, but yes, yeah, so I would say coaching and therapy are two different worlds. Um, for me, I recommend everybody go to therapy at some point in their life because we all have unprocessed yes. emotional childhood trauma, <laughs> right? Um, but it can be very similar in the sense that sometimes they overlap modalities. So like me, I teach inner work and somatic techniques. Mm -hmm. Right, how to just use the body to change your emotional state. Mm -hmm. um, and so like therapists, you know, there's a lot of different modalities like cognitive behavioral therapy, emotional based therapy, which I think that's what I'm most similar to, mm -hmm. as well as like um, EMDR and all that. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Okay, so is what you view as a coach, is it more hands-on or virtual? Yeah, so all my coaching is virtual, okay. um, and I've actually never been in person, even at back as a you know, personal trainer. Really? And mm -hmm. the reason for that is, one, you know, I found my clients actually like it better because it gives them more freedom of time in their schedule, you know, they don't have to drive somewhere to meet me, mm -hmm. and it gives, frees up my time as well and allows me to uh, spend my energy and time serving more clients, right? Um, whereas if you're in person, you're limited kind of by where everybody lives. Um, and then for me also, I wanted to reach more people. Mm -hmm. And so I've been able to serve clients both domestically and internationally. Like I had one client um, who was based out of uh, DRC in Africa. And I've had somebody else who was from Canada or from like Bay Area, California. So I really enjoyed that. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So with the physical aspect, like when you say they want to get to fit, get to you know, get fit or whatever, work out, stuff like that. Do you find that they're still committed even though you're not there physically? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. So I think online coaching is definitely not for everyone, right? I've had some people that I've gotten on, typically I'll get on discovery calls, potential clients to just mm -hmm. talk about a specific game plan for them. 
and whether we vibe, because that's really important too, right? The chemistry, whether mm-hmm. we're a good fit, because it's like a committed relationship for several months. Right. Um, but it's not for everyone. So some people like on the call, they'll just be like, I just am not, I don't think this is going to work for me because I need someone, especially if they struggle with accountability, like getting mm-hmm. to their workout, for instance, mm-hmm. and they're like, I need a physical trainer. But that said, even then, I still know like a ton of people who they pay for an in-person trainer and they still don't show up. Some days, yeah. um, right? So in that sense, I feel like it's the same difference because you can pay for any type of online coach and still not do what you're told, right, or what is recommended. Right. Mm-hmm. So when somebody comes to you with like an inquiry, and I guess you consider a consulting, you um, send them their game plan, and then they say they want to proceed or not. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's just like a hour-long call, almost like a free consultation. I was about to. That was my question. Is mm-hmm. it free, or is do they pay for that too? Yep. So all my discovery calls are free, um, mm-hmm. and my goal with that is really to just obviously get more clear on like their goals, their challenges, what they're looking for, and then if appropriate, discuss. Okay, here's how I feel like I can specifically support you, mm-hmm. and like outline A to Z. Here would be our game plan if we were to work together. So for that, and the only thing I ask is that people come with an open mind, you know, ready to invest in themselves. And I do ask anyone who hops on the call is serious about potentially being coached. Because typically they'll just make a decision right on the call, mm-hmm. and then we'll decide okay whether or not we want to move forward. Right, right. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. This is all interesting. <laughs> um, did you tell me when did you start? Yes, uh-huh. two years ago. Two years ago. And what's your favorite part of the job? Oh, good question. <laughs> That's such a hard question. Um, I would say my favorite part about coaching is I think the actual like coaching calls themselves, right? Because as a solopreneur, which I've never had a team, you know, the past two years, mm-hmm. I've kind of had to be a jack of all trades. So it's like I have to do my own organic marketing, right? right? On Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Um, I have to post my content, write my own copy. I have to close deals, right? Basically do sales. And then I have to do client fulfillment, um, which is, I mean, they all take a lot of energy, I guess. Right? It depends on personality, which you prefer. Um, but for me, I find it most rewarding, like doing what I actually feel called to do, which is coaching, right? It's like all my life, I've never, it's not like I ever felt called to be like a salesperson, mm-hmm. right? Some people like that, which is cool. Yeah. I'm not hating, <laughs> but me personally, it's like, it's not my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And just you'll talk to a lot of online coaches and like everybody's least favorite is just lead generation. Like nobody wants to be in people's DMs cold messaging, but in the beginning it's just what you gotta do to you can hire someone else to do that for you. Um, or until like right now I have um, solid enough right client, past clientele base that I get a good number of referrals and I'm networking a lot in person. So for me, I've actually moved away from actively online marketing. I'll still post content when I feel like it, mm-hmm. but I'm not out here like DMing people no more, mm-hmm. typically, um, unless they've met me in person, expressed an interest to be reached out to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what would you say is the worst part? Ooh, the worst part I would say, um, yeah, I would say is the whole like sales and sales itself, I don't mind, but I think it's the whole like sales combined with fulfillment. So I think the least fun part, and probably for most coaches as well, mm-hmm. is when you have people who don't follow through on the word. So every, it doesn't happen a lot in my business, but every now and then I'll have clients who, I've had a few who they signed their contract, right? They did the first couple payments and they paid, they started taking advantage of the services and then they just ghost or they change their mind and they decide to quit, right? 
So does that affect you though? Yeah, I mean, for sure it does, you know, depending on how many clients I have at the time, which right now I just am taking on a couple at a time, um, which I've been doing throughout the whole year, mm -hmm. just because I have so much, you know, active modeling going on. Um, but yeah, for sure it affects me because it's like, okay, well, I know exactly how much I expect to get paid, mm -hmm. right? And so it throws off my own personal budget as well. Mm -hmm. So that's the annoying got part. You, got you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they pay monthly? So or? everything's custom. So I do oh, like a okay. customized coaching. There's different levels of investment. It really just depends like what we talk about on the call. Mm -hmm. And I'll make a recommendation like, hey, I think it's good where we meet for an hour each week for your specific problems. Like that's the minimum level support I think you need to be really successful. Mm -hmm. And so there's different levels again, but most clients do pay in full up front, you know, for the whole program at a time. But obviously if somebody, I get it, you know, not everybody's financially there yet, because mm -hmm. it is a bit of an investment, right? No good coaching will be cheap. Mm -hmm. um, so for them, I do come up with custom flexible payment plans. So like I have clients who, you know, they don't do that, but they might do split pay and pay like, all right, I want to pay half up front and then half in 30 days. That would be like the second most common. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I think that's good. I like how you work with people. Okay. According to their needs. I try, I try. <laughs> <laughs> what is your craziest experience? Oh, craziest experience. You mean like with, do you mean with marketing or with the clients or just anything? Just anything overall. The craziest mm -hmm. experience you can think of. Okay, with the coaching entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I would say, most of them have been like really great to work with so I would not say I've actually never had a nightmare client which you know I'm blessed and grateful I've never <laughs> I've never had someone who also oh, I hate working with them you know yeah. um, I would say it's probably just weird instances you know the few people I mentioned who's like um, ghosted or changed their mind um, I know there was you know obviously I won't mention names but there was somebody who actually genuinely was gonna sign on with me we came up with a payment plan the terms but I think it was like the day before or something, mm -hmm. um, she had a roommate who like passed away, unfortunately, you know, I think oh, they, right. yeah, they passed away, but that person lived with them. And so it was a huge financial burden, her having to move out of her apartments, mm -hmm. deal with all their belongings and all that. So in that instance, I think that was one of the crazy things that happened where someone was not able to, you know, hold up their end of the deal, which is understandable. Right. So in that case, of course, you know, I did release her from the contract mm -hmm. and make an exception because I'm like, I would want someone to do that for me. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, I would say only other crazy thing is back when I was still doing lead gen through organic, you know, cold messaging mm -hmm. on Instagram and Facebook heavily, there have just been some like really crazy people who I guess they like personally get offended when you reach out. Even really? though, yeah, there have been a lot of people who react really badly because it's like, I mean, one, I understand nobody likes to be sold to, but Especially because I think most people I communicate with can attest to the fact that like, okay, I am a genuine person and I do genuinely desire to help, like, even if you don't end up hopping on a discovery call, right? But some people still feel like any type of reaching out is soliciting mm -hmm. and they just take that, they just assume that you're trying to sell them something, um, even when you're just trying to genuinely connect. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I mean, I've been, um, I don't know if anyone's reported me, but I've definitely been blocked by like a ton of people. <laughs> on uh, social media. Yeah, because I would think that, I'm not going to lie, like, <laughs> reach out like that, I wouldn't be paying attention, like, because I automatically think it's a fake page, like, mm. it's so many fake pages on Instagram, it's so hard to tell, yeah. like, 
right who is real and who is not so i could definitely understand it <laughs> but like yeah and there, i don't know there are a ton of scammers i exactly. think all the time i get people reaching out exactly. on instagram they're like hey what's your paypal <laughs> like or people pretending to be like a sugar daddy or something no for real yeah you get a lot of those too yeah yeah yes, like and then you know this is always a fake page with like two photos or no photos. Yes. Yeah. No profile picture or nothing. Like, what are you doing? Like, right. Who has time to even do all this? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And then I've had people too who, uh, when I, you know, we talk extensively on social media and obviously, you know, I can't decide to make them a client or not through just through text. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have to hop on a call and to, you know, see each other over video. But I do have a couple people or a lot of people who, not a lot, but a good number of people who, um, over the course of my social media conversations, right, they were just really shy or scared to like get on the call. I think some of them, you know, I understand, right, past trauma or whatever, or bad experiences. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, every now and then, you get someone who's like, um, I guess just more private, and they're just like, I don't know if this is a scam or like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that would be my biggest thing. Like, if I didn't know you, mm-hmm. I would be like, mm, it's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Right, right. Like, how did you start off, if you remember? Because you said mm-hmm. you haven't done it in, like, two years, the DMs. Um, so, this, pretty much this whole year, I, like, stopped actively marketing, you know, through online. Um, but, yeah, I mean, pretty much, again, this is something that, like, a lot of business coaching programs, they'll teach you organic strategy, right? Every coach uh, teaches something different. But, basically, what I, from all the programs, like, what they recommended, and my approach has been to, like, don't follow a script because then it sounds fake. You sound like a robot and it's disingenuous, right? Right, right. So just really be yourself mm-hmm. and just basically talk to people online as if you were talking like you and I are now in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically what I was trying to get at. Like, did it sound fake or did it sound like, all right, this might be a real person for real? Like, right. me, <laughs> type person I am, I'm probably gonna slide you in if I was like, yo. <laughs> right. Like, yo, stuff, like, you feel me? Just so you know it's real. Like, I know there's too many fake pages out here. So, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it try to seem as real as possible. That's Mm -hmm. really me. Right. That's what I expect. Yeah, but if it's interesting, because, like, even as an entrepreneur and online coach, you have to develop, like, messaging and sales is, like, skills, right, in and of themselves. So, in the beginning, I mean, for sure, I sucked at messaging, too. So, it's like, I had some conversations that, like, were kind of sounded unnatural. Mm-hmm. But over time, you just get better at it. Um, and it's funny, because even in the other business coaching programs I was in, you know, I made a lot of friends. I had a lot of peers who were other aspiring or current mm-hmm. coaches. And it's interesting to see, based on the person's personality, different people would struggle with different parts of the sales process. So, like, some people struggled a lot. And actually, this kind of has... This is why I feel like your holistic health and your personal inner resistance is always tied to business. Because you have some people who are like, for instance, they struggle to close deals on sales calls. Mm -hmm. And if you dig deeper, it's actually because they have a fear of intimacy, Mm -hmm. right? Because the coaching relationship is very committed and you're one-on-one, you're super personal, right? You have to be honest with your coach. And so on both sides, sometimes it's a client who fears intimacy, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's the coach and they don't realize. Um, or for instance, some people struggle with messaging mm-hmm. if they're very self-conscious or they have a fear of other people, right? If they're people pleasers or they have a fear of being judged, then that affects the way they message. And then people can, it's not so much what you say in the message, people can sense that energy, right? So it's all, it's also a lot about making sure you're in the right energy when you outreach to people, especially strangers on social media. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Interesting. So you say you only have one certification? Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. Did you plan on getting any more? Or right now, I don't have plans in the immediate future for coaching. Um, just because by now I've had enough experience. It's like okay, I've gotten my clients great results. Mm -hmm. I feel like that alone speaks for itself. Um, I know there are some you know good certifications like for life coaches out there. And again, everyone's opinion is different. I know some coaches who like will look at you and judge you and be like, oh, you're not certified, mm -hmm. um, which I understand, right? Because I understand because there's also tons of coaches out there who are just not fit for what they're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's understandable. But I also feel like a lot of people want a piece of paper to define somebody so bad and it's like, mm -hmm. No, because if I do my own research and I really learn and study my craft, mm -hmm. I feel like I could succeed at any craft that I pick up. So, right. I don't know. Yeah. But like you said, some people are just doing it just to be doing it. Mm -hmm. Just to just money. Take, yeah, take some money. Yeah. yeah. But, so, mm -hmm. my next question is, are there any penalties when somebody breaks their um, contract? So, I mean, basically, unfortunately for coaches, I guess that's where we're at a disadvantage because there's only so much we can do. The most we can do is really, especially if a lot of them are remote, right? Mm -hmm. Not like we can show up at their door and be like, hey, <laughs> give me my money. <laughs> but um, we can take it to collections and then collections can handle, you know, but still even collections, you can only call and email them, chase them forever. Mm -hmm. But people can always move, change their address. Yeah. So usually if someone goes, it's like you never end up getting paid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you have you do have an LLC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So since you do so many things, what is your LLC under? So my LLC I created with the purpose of just for my coaching business. Okay. So coaching coaching and consulting. Um like if somebody you know wants a business consultation or something, that's something I offer on the side as well, just not my main focus. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I went with the LLC. It seemed like the best, you know, tax wise decision at the mm -hmm. time. Um and so I actually started it under the name Kitty Wood Fitness when I was doing fitness and nutrition coaching. Mm -hmm. um, but now I call it Kitty Wood Coaching, so that's kind of the alias I go by. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So when you do something like that, like when you first make your own seat and you'd say Kitty Wood Fitness and then you want to change it to Kitty Wood Coach Coaching? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How does that process work? Like, is it easy or does it take a while? Like, do you have to change the name in the LLC website? Like, how does that so that I actually didn't like legally change it in LLC. Oh, okay, okay. So you can just operate under an alias name for your business. Mm -hmm. um, I just make sure like in the contracts with the clients, I make sure that I state this is the alias. Mm -hmm. And like even for my name, Kitty Wu, you know, my legal name is my Chinese name. Mm -hmm. So I use my actual name in the contract and state, okay, well I go by Kitty Wu. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But okay, so do you put like your modeling write-offs, your acting write-offs under that also, or no? So, good question. I think because for me, acting has been pretty new, right? It started like literally two months ago. Mm -hmm. So because from acting, I'm not making a super huge income yet, I don't have to worry mm -hmm. about starting an LLC for that yet. Okay, gotcha. um, so for now, I just write off modeling, acting expenses, you know, mileage, gas, on mm -hmm. my personal itemization for taxes. Um, and then like when I'm doing bookkeeping for my business, I, I'm, I'm old school, okay? So I, I use like Excel spreadsheet. I type everything in. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, and so I just have another tab for other business income, and that's where I list all that. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I know, I even thought about like migrating my bookkeeping to um, you know, Google Drive, Excel, but it's like, I'm always a little paranoid. I'm just like, what if someone hacks my account? <laughs> so, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you have any advice for entrepreneurs? 
Ooh, a lot of advice. Let me see. Um, top three. Would you say current or aspiring entrepreneurs? Um, okay, count <laughs> Um, let's say current. Current entrepreneurs. Ooh. You know, I would say, of course, as a holistic health coach, but also because I've, um, I found it to be really true myself, one of the biggest lessons I've learned over the course of the past two years is that, um, Really, I think entrepreneurship is just a self-awareness game, right? Mm -hmm. And I totally stole that line, you know, from one of my previous <laughs> previous coaches. Uh, give him a shout out, Jake Kaufman. He was my last coach, um, but yeah, he was dope. But uh, yeah, but that's something I learned from him, and um, it's so true because mm -hmm. again, for every challenge you have in business, right? Even if it appears, or even if on the outside it's like a sales, mm -hmm. right, a lead generation client fulfillment issue, there's always a deeper underlying personal issue that has to do with some sort of inner resistance that we're facing. So I would say, you know, be really self-aware, right? Everybody should be constantly, inner work I think should be a lifetime process of just setting aside that time, you know, whether it's every week or every month or every day mm -hmm. to just like journal, mm -hmm. right? Make sure you're healthily expressing all your emotions, make mm -hmm. sure your relationships are in line with each other, um, and making sure that you know, whatever inner block you have is dealt with properly. Mm -hmm. And when you say your relationships align with each other, mm -hmm. can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, me personally, I consider relational health like part of our holistic health. Because mm -hmm. I do believe, okay, we're all created to be social beings. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, someone's never going to be entirely happy or healthy if they don't have enough, one, social interaction, but also healthy social interaction, right? I don't mean just like, you know, having a lot of friends and partying right. all the time, but we all need those close relationships for people we can actually trust and be um, intimate and vulnerable with, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's romantic or not, right? right? So like family, friends, um, and I know with family, it's like very, it can be controversial or it can be tough to talk about because not everybody has a great family situation, but I think even if, you know, even if you don't like your parents or whatever, I think it's still important to like reconcile right so it's important yeah to like keep your distance protect your energy but at the same time you know try to forgive let go of any grudges because mm -hmm. that is tied to anger and like if you harbor that anger it weighs you down super draining on your energy distracting from what you have to do in business right. and i could go on a whole tangent but <laughs> i personally believe a lot of our physical health issues like cancer and all that mm -hmm. are actually caused by um, kind of a lack of awareness mm -hmm. of like what emotions we're suppressing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting if you look into like specific, they have a lot of studies on this um, and books written about it, but if you look into specific diseases, a lot of them are linked with a certain type of like unhealthy emotional suppression. So, yeah, so take care of your health, please, all of you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, would you say, um, Oh my goodness, I just lost the question. <laughs> You're good. That happens to me all the time. Just like I had a thought and I lost it. Yeah, I really did. Okay, so uh -huh. do you tend to avoid conflict just to like protect your energy and your peace mm. and stuff like that? Or like when I say avoid conflict, I mean like do you find yourself like holding your tongue, like not speaking mm. on things when it bothers you, stuff like that? Do you find yourself doing that? That's a great question. And to be honest, it's still something I'm working on. So ever since I was little, like when I was little, I used to be super shy. Um, obviously, I'm very extroverted, but I always hated confrontation. Like, I don't, I hate to be the one who makes it awkward and brings mm -hmm. up a difficult topic, mm -hmm. right? Because you know that, I think because of the risk, like, you know that, hey, if I bring up this topic, 
the relationship might not stay the same, right? Like you could lose a friend, even if you're being dead honest about something they did wrong. Right. Or um, it might turn into an argument. Right. Yeah. But I would say over, especially through coaching, like if you're a good coach, there will be conflict no matter how great you are, because something will come up with some clients that you have to address like and nip it in the bud. So I have had to have difficult conversations with a couple clients who, you know, were struggling or I felt like they were not taking ownership over their results. Mm. Um, but interestingly enough, what I've learned from that is that after you approach someone directly, as long as you do it in like a loving and respectful manner that shows that you put their interests first, they actually respect you more after that. And so after the, all those conversations, you know, the clients and I would actually have a better relationship. Mm-hmm. You do that in your personal life too? I try. I mean, in my, you know, my romantic relationship, we have to do it all the time. So, because I mean, you know, I feel like any relationship, you always have conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've learned too is that not all conflict is bad, right? So you know, like, I don't know if you have those friends who like they're in a romantic relationship and they just pretend that everything is like perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, no, we never fight. And I'm just like, okay, that's if you're in a relationship and you never fight. Trust me, one person is not 100% happy with something. They're just holding their tongue and they're like avoiding it, you know? Yeah, which is not Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we try, you know, my boyfriend and I, we try not to just like suppress things. Um, but obviously it's timing too. So, yeah, I would say, you know, especially being in a romantic relationship, that's taught me as well. Like, here's the healthy ways to handle conflict, right? And it's different in a romantic relationship because I feel like you have to compromise and adapt to that person's conflict resolution style. So like me and him, had, we had super different upbringings and background. And so like, it was a struggle in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And even now, sometimes it's still a struggle because we're used to handling conflict so differently. Right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. My last question is, any advice for anyone that wants to do holistic coaching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say for sure, like the best way, honestly, you, you know, me personally, I'm biased, but I'm like, you don't need a certification, <laughs> you know? Uh, kind of like, you know, when you go to like college or you go to school, it's like, how much of a class do you actually remember, right? Right. So, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but I would say, you know, don't worry about a certification. It's more important to develop the actual skill set, which can only be done through practice. And also, um, the best way to learn is by hiring your own coach, like for the same thing, so they can model it for you. Because that way you also have empathy for like the client's perspective. So like for me, for example, um, with Jake Kaufman, he was my holistic, right, holistic health coach and business coach for a while. And I worked with him for, I think, like almost an entire year. Um, but for me, that really modeled and that's what broke me into le- uh, learning right firsthand how to be a holistic health coach and how to do it well. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And before we head out, I just want to say I love your lashes. Oh, thank you. I did not see the color for this is like when oh, we were really? standing up and stuff like that. But when we sat down, I saw it. I was like, oh, <laughs> thank you. That's so pretty. I got the little pink decided to go with something yes, else. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I like that. That's cute. Thank you. I get them from a uh, winged lash in Silver Spring. Okay. So check them out. I um, I go to Cami and Christian. So I don't know if they actually you got them or you didn't. Yeah, I always get extensions. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not trust myself to like put on lashes every day. <laughs> so, girl, I hate it. I really do. Oh, like, you put yours on? Yes. Yeah, so, oh my gosh. But I had extensions one time, uh-huh. and I love them. Uh-huh. My boyfriend hopped on for a little bit. I think he accidentally requested to be in our live video. Uh-huh. <laughs> he doesn't know how to do Instagram. <laughs> but he wanted to do it. 
Hi, I love you. Oh, there he is. Hey. <laughs> Say hi, this is Nia Shani. We just wrap our interview. Yes, we're gonna pull up right now. Thank you so much again yeah. for coming. I really appreciate you. Like you've been really supportive. But yes, like I was saying before we started, <laughs> I really appreciate you and I thank you so much. And I hope that you come back again. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's a super fun chat. Always appreciate your thoughtful questions and I'm sure our audience enjoyed as well. So and I also want to work with you in the future, so hopefully okay. we can come up with some new things, new mm -hmm. little skits, stuff like that, since we're both trying to get into the acting world. Yes. You know, that would be fun. new projects. For yeah. sure, we'll collaborate. Okay. So stay tuned, guys. Period. Yeah. <laughs> another episode of Ashani's podcast where the motto is F you do you, and we're out. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That was